The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'm your host Sister Shagufta. I pray you're in the best of health and iman. I do hope that everybody's um, fast is going well. Um, no doubt by now um, we are probably, well, when you listen to this, you'll be around day 12 of um, fasting. And inshallah, the topic will be about the fasting and physical benefits um, and also all the other benefits that come with fasting, inshallah, and also some tips on um, keeping physically active, which is equally important for um, all of us inshallah. If you want to get in contact and um, you want to leave a message um, with the admin team then please contact the studio number on 01582481810 and um, you can also WhatsApp and leave a message on there um, that, and the number for that is 0779481822. You can also email info at inspirefm.org um and also if you are um, a social media user then you can certainly go on to instagram or facebook page um or twitter at inspire fm luton so let's talk about the topic today inshallah fasting and physical benefits so uh, no doubt you will all be aware that there are numerous benefits both spiritually um, and um, physically as well and many of you know um, all of this but I really think it's always important to um, bring back and remind people of these benefits subhanAllah so um, just to let you know recent research has shown its valuable effect on physical health and um, according to the Habi in his medicine of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it was thought that the stomach was the seat of disease. So according to some scholars' opinion, um, it is the saying of um, a famous Arab physician, the Prophet, peace be upon him, told his um, people, fasting is paradise. And this has been recorded in um, Ahmad and Nasai. And this can be interpreted as indicating both the immediate and long-term benefits of abstaining from um, food, drink and um, intimate relationship between husband and wife um, from morning till evening um, and which we begin at suhoor and that's just before fajr and uh, of course it ends um, at uh, maghrib which is the evening prayer. Fasting also gives the digestive system a rest and it makes the body feel lighter the energy usually that is consumed in digestion um, and food metabolism will be directed towards body detoxification, tissue repair and system healing. And also um, uh, Leon Chateau recommended fasting in his book Natural Alternatives to Antibiotics as an effective way to supercharge the immune system. And he also states that fasting boosts the activity of essential parts of the body's natural defence mechanism. And during fasting, the ability of the lymphocytes and other blood cells to encounter any bacteria or attack is much improved. And also since the level of free radicals in the body is reduced by reducing the food intake, the activity of the antioxidants is retained for better cell protection. And um, from this, we can see the wisdom of the beloved Prophet, peace be upon him's advice. Do not force your patient to eat or drink as Allah feeds them and gives them what they need of water. And this is um, also has been recorded in Ibn Majah and Tirmidhi. And also fasting gives a chance for the stomach and intestines to regenerate their mucous cell lining as digestive secretions are reduced during the day. Fasting also boosts the detoxification powers of the um, hepatic um, liver cells, 
cleans the kidneys and colon and also purifies the blood. Also, it helps overcome obesity, aids in ridding the body of any excess water and clears the blood um, from extra fats, which in turn frees the tissues from stored fat-soluble toxins such as pesticides or um, drug metabolites. The most gracious and merciful Allah adapted the human body to withstand this difficult yet very beneficial fasting process. And Dr. Hamid Muhammad in his book Journey of Faith Through the Human Body explains the natural changes occurring in the body to accommodate the daily fasting in Ramadan. These changes include reduction in the activity of the thyroxine hormone, so the energy needed by the fasting Muslim to perform his or her daily function is reduced, making him or her less susceptible to fatigue. In addition, the blood sugar level has been found to remain constant during fasting hours and insulin secretion is kept under control, which is crucial to keep the brain supplied with glucose for mental concentration and optimum brain performance. Sami uh, Morsuli, in his book, Islam, the Physician of Modern Diseases, demonstrated the role of auto-suggestion and an inspiration gained through faith, devotion and divine love in changing body physiology, so reducing in the fasting Muslim the feelings of thirst and hunger. This auto-suggestion can be even more powerful than the neurotransmitter messages sent by the hypothalamus into the brain to the stomach for it to feel hunger and start asking for food. Instead, the body refers to its stored glycogen um, and fat deposits for energy supply. So the difference between Ramadan and total fasting is the timing of food. During Ramadan, we take an early pre-dawn breakfast, as you know, and we don't eat until dusk. So the fast is from uh, both food and liquid um, intake. And um, abstinence from water for like 8 to 10 hours is not necessarily bad for the health. In fact, it causes concentration of fluids within the body, producing slight dehydration. So the body has its own water conservation mechanism, and it has even been shown that slight dehydration and water conservation, at least in plant life, improving their longevity. And also, um, because the body has its own water um, conservation mechanism, um, the physiological effect of fasting includes lowering of blood sugar, lowering of cholesterol, um, also lowering the systolic blood pressure. In fact, Ramadan fasting could be an ideal recommendation for the treatment of mild to moderate, stable, non-insulin diabetes, obesity and essential hypertension. More than 25 years ago, the first International Congress on Health and Ramadan held in Casablanca, Morocco, entered 50 extensive studies on the medical ethics of fasting. While improvement in many medical conditions was noted, not one finding suggested that fasting worsened any patient's health or their baseline medical condition. Additional studies have confirmed these findings. But it is important to note that patients who are suffering from severe diseases um, such as type 1 diabetes or coronary artery disease or type 2 diabetes, which is um, you know, not in good control, kidney stones, kidney disease, etc. Um, these people, you know, they're all exempt from fasting. Um, Ramadan has psychological benefits too. Um, there are psychological effects of fasting as well. There is this peace and feeling of tranquility and I am, you know, I, I can say this with my hand on my heart and I'm sure you can agree, this tranquil feeling during the month of Ramadan, um, it is something that you can't really explain but the feeling of when you are actually fasting during the month of Ramadan, you don't get this feeling at any other time. Um, 
the, even the you know the sunnah or the voluntary fasting subhanallah you still have some you know amazing benefits but this specific peace and tranquil feeling um, is um, definitely felt more so um, during the month of Ramadan. Also the um, psychological benefits um, and improvement could also be related to better stabilization of blood glucose while fasting. Hypoglycemia, low blood sugar after eating can aggravate behavior changes. There is a spiritual beneficial effect of extra prayer at night. This not only helps with better utilization of food, but it also helps in energy output. And it has been calculated that there are 10 extra calories output for each unit of the prayer. So this would particularly be connected to the extra prayer at um, night that is performed um, at you know, the last 10 nights of Ramadan when the believer is seeking the night of power, when worship during this night is said to be worth uh, more than a thousand months. So it is important to emphasize that Muslims are not performing prayers for exercise, but a mild movement of the joints with extra calorie utilization can be a better form of exercise. And similarly, recitation of the Quran not only produces tranquility of the heart and mind, but it has also been shown to improve memory. Fasting is a special act of worship, which is ultimately between the believer and the creator himself. And no one else knows for sure if this person is actually fasting. In a hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, fasting is for me and I, and only I will reward it. And in another hadith, the Prophet, peace be upon him, reminds us, if one does not give um, falsehood, and words and actions, Allah has no need of him giving up um, the food and drink. And um, additionally, while fasting during this time has been, you know, is um, actually essentially purely um, from a religious perspective, um, also health ex- experts do claim that there are many health benefits, no doubt. Um, Number one, there's also one about weight loss. Um, Dr. Razin Mahruf, um, anaesthetist from Oxford, says that um, the spiritual aspect is emphasised more than the health aspect. And this is a great chance to get the physical benefit as well. And also in the article, the Washington Post, um, Tehran diet doctors are said to be using Ramadan to help overweight people achieve their goals and the common practice for most muslims is to sometimes actually um unfortunately some people can um overeat um during iftar and um you know whether it's uh, overeating on portion size or just eating extra or having perhaps the wrong types of food too many maybe sweets or fatty food um this isn't really going to help um, and it won't really do much benefit for you. So try and um, uh, minimise this. And that's not to say don't have anything, you know, nice and don't have what we, I will, you know, advise is just to make sure that you eat um, in moderation um, and take your time and, you know, be, you know, be moderate in what you consume and still control your portion, Okay. Otherwise, all that hard work for the whole day is just going to be um, ruined for you. So, you know, the doctors and all health professionals and everyone would uh, encourage uh, um, healthy evening meals. um, And this is usually better for you. Um, Also, having things um, like it helps people with low blood sugar. So... This is what happens. So after long hours of food deprivation, the blood sugar re- um, tends to go down. And um, Dr. Mahroof says the body uses up the stored glucose, as you're aware, for energy when we're fasting. And um, again, people with diabetes should consult the doctor or should have done so before even attempting to fast. Um, and especially if it's not in good control. And this is for only type 2 diabetes because um, really type 1 diabetics should not be fasting anyway. Um, lowering the cholesterol. Also, um, this 
means that uh, during fasting um, people uh, have a really positive effect on their um, you know lipid profile which means a reduction of cholesterol in their blood so low cholesterol basically increases um, heart um, issues and um, this will reduce the risk of heart disease and strokes as well and if people follow a healthy diet even during Ramadan then they should have no problems in keeping their cholesterol um, low. Um, absorption of more nutrients. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but fasting throughout the day can make our metabolism more efficient thanks to the combination of fasting and eating late at night, which produces an increase in a hormone called um, adiponectin. And this allows the muscles to absorb more um, nutrients Various areas of the body will then be able to make use of the nutrients needed to function effectively. And of course, you know about detoxification. So fasting allows the body to detoxify the digestive system. And um, when the body starts eating into fat reserves to create energy, it also will burn away any harmful toxins that might be present in fat deposits. And this returns the body uh, to its blank slate supporting um, a consistently healthy lifestyle um, better mental wealth uh, well-being um, according to a study by american scientists the mental focus achieved during ramadan increases the level of the brain derived neurotrophic factor which causes the body to produce more brain cells and this actually improves the brain function it also promotes clarity of mind and reduces stress, especially when fasting, and it leads to a distinct reduction in the amount of hormone cortisol, which is produced by the adrenal gland. Besides, the body begins to adjust to its new eating and drinking pattern as higher levels of endorphins appear in the blood, and this makes us more alert, more happier, and this adds a boost to our general well-being. Though we must um, keep an eye on potential health risks. So um, while, while fasting may reap surprisingly great benefits, um, medical experts do caution diabetics of its dangers. So we have to be aware that there are around uh, 1.6 billion Muslims around the world and 148 million have diabetes. And that number is growing faster. So in presenting the research... Um, uh, on Ramadan fasting and diabetes at the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists conference in Austin. They said the, effect, the effects of um, fasting during Ramadan, which requires no food or fluids from um, uh, dawn to dusk, can include dehydration, hyperglycemia, low blood sugar during fasting hours, and hyperglycemia after a big meal, high blood sugar at the end of the day. Now, some of the large end-of-day meals which may be eaten quickly because of hunger can be as high as you know 1500 calories and usually includes some sugary desserts for some people now um, the um, a doctor who Osama Hamdi the medical director says that um, patients should um, do a trial for the first fast three consecutive days before Ramadan to normally help um, with them and then their doctor can normally um, adjust their insulin if they are adamant that they want to fast but really anyone who is not in good control should obviously they don't have to fast but always consult your GP. The fasting can cause complications such as heartburn, irritability, dehydration and a decline in concentration levels, its benefits outweigh the negative. And the way you can stop these things happening, such as heartburn, dehydration, is to ensure that you have the right types of food, have a balanced diet, eat the right proportion of carbs, fat, protein. And this is what Dr. Mahroof advises, and I would also advise the same, that um, the way you um, approach your meals will also have an effect uh, for you throughout the day so if you eat wrong types of food um, for example 
um, if you eat just fried food, for example, only, um, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do very well later. You might get heartburn. You will probably feel irritable. And if you're not drinking enough fluid um, um, at, during the evening hours after you've opened your fast until, you know, the morning suhoor, um, then throughout the whole day, especially if you're working or anything, um, then you will become dehydrated and especially when the weather um, starts getting quite warm. So um, really you need to have a healthy, balanced meal and this will um, certainly help you. So we should actually um, also be reminded of healthy habits in Ramadan as our Prophet, peace be upon him, recommended breaking the fast immediately after sunset. Um, he, peace be upon him, said, my people will, will adhere to do good as long as they hurry to break their fast. This is recorded in Bukhari and Muslim. He, peace be upon him, also said, if any one of you is fasting, let him break his fast with dates. And in case he does not have um, dates, then with water. Verily, water is a purifier. And after this, uh, Muslims should then perform their evening sunset prayer. Um, and um, a reminder from one of the verses of the Quran in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 31. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And eat and drink, but do not waste by extravagance. Certainly, he, Allah, does not like those who waste by extravagance. So, remember... Um, the fasting it detoxifies and cleanses your body and like I said you don't want to destroy all those benefits from your efforts in one meal because that is exactly what can happen and remember the whole purpose you know of this is to have a, a lighter body in order to free the soul and focus on the more important spiritual matters. Ghazali wrote that satiety results in laziness and sluggishness of the heart. It slows down perception and awareness, while hunger clears the mind and purifies the heart. The Prophet, peace be upon him, also strongly advised people not to skip suhoor, and this is the meal pre-dawn. Um, he said, eat suhoor, as there is blessing in it. And he, peace be upon him, recommended eating this light meal as close to dawn as we can to be able to keep our full strength during the day. Resort to the pre-dawn meal to help you fast during the day and resort to a midday nap to help you in your night prayers, qiyam. And um, also a short nap also helps the fasting person to recharge in the middle of the day. And this um, is quite difficult for some people um, when you're probably at work um, so what you can do is if obviously if you're going to have a lunch break what you can do is just try to relax if there is a spare room you can go to just sort of recharge yourself after you've done your prayer and just quietly just maybe um, relax there for a while if you're able to do so um, so um, this is quite important that people just bear that in mind. Remember, iftar, you know, after a long day of fasting, like I said, and the advice is, it is also always wise to break the fast with a light, healthy meal. And again, starting uh, with the sunnah recommendation with dates, if possible. Remember, dates contain a high percentage of simple sugars that are easily and quickly absorbed by the body. And it gives an immediate boost of energy and restores normal blood sugar levels after a long fasting day. Dates also provide the energy necessary for food digestion, assimilation and absorption. So this prevents that sluggishness often felt after the iftar. And this tradition is still applied in many Arab and Muslim countries where Muslims break their fast on dates pre-soaked in milk before performing their sunset prayer. So the combination of dates and milk is very healthy. Um, dates are rich in vitamins A and B, in addition to magnesium, potassium and phosphorus. And also to um, simple, easily absorb sugars, they contain fibre, which relieves constipation, 
it aids in cholesterol reduction, fights colon cancer and also rapidly gives a feeling of satiety. Milk is rich in protein, calcium, B12 vitamin and fat soluble vitamins and the high glycemic index so this means that they cause a rapid rise in blood sugar levels um, uh, of uh, dates so this is about dates it is counteracted by the milk so the fatty nature of milk slows down the absorption of the sugars and the dates and this actually prevents a sudden rush of um, insulin so um, we are actually going to go over to a break in just a minute so um, please ensure that you continue listening to Inspire 105.1 FM and stay tuned to Your Health is Your Wealth. And inshallah, we will continue the topic of fasting and the benefits and also um, the um, importance of physical activity as well. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome back to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'm your host, Sister Shagifta. So um, the topic, if you've just tuned in, is fasting and the benefits. And um, you can also always go back and listen to the show, um, listen back on um, the website, which is www.inspirefm.org. So just want to give you some um, uh, simple iftar tips if you want to, inshallah, and take some notes. So. Um, firstly you could start with a bowl of soup for example so um, preferably homemade fat free and um, if you plan to have um, meat with your meal then don't add meat to the soup so you could have vegetable soups and these are very nutritious they're rich in vitamins fibers and plant nutrients now you can add any vegetables um, that you like so you can blend it to make a smooth and creamy or have it slightly textured everyone has um, different uh, different choice in how they like something so that's entirely up to you um, you could also have lentil and bean soup like um, harira this is a traditional moroccan soup they're rich in proteins minerals uh, vitamins and fiber and they're also quite filling so um, if you're watching your weight, then this is a good way to stop eating early. Mushroom soups, this is another good choice. It's healthy, nutritious and very delicious. Tomato soup is really nice as well, um, the homemade version as well. It's high content of the anti-cancerous plant nutrient, uh, makes it an excellent nutritious dish. Also, remember to eat lots of fresh salad and it's both healthy and filling. But avoid the ready-made dressings, for example. If you want to um, have a dressing, then you can make one with just some olive oil. Um, you can have uh, apple uh, cider vinegar, thyme, basil and oregano. And include lots of fresh green leaves in your salad. And the darker the, the, the green colour of the leaves, the more nutrients they hold. And green leaves provide vitamin C. Uh, folic acid which is an essential b vitamin uh, beta carotene antioxidants and lots of fiber and this helps the colon in um, its detoxification and cleansing process avoid fats and fried food as much as you can so frying food like creates this unnatural fat called trans fatty acids and the studies have shown to be involved in many heart and circulatory disorders. Also, frying carbohydrates at high temperatures generate a um, toxic bypass um, called acrolin, which is believed to um, have a carcinogenic effect. And also, you know, the simple fact is um, that eating fat can make you fat, actually. So, um, just to let you know, if you eat everything in moderation and you don't overdo it 
and you start watching how much you eat and um, then I think you know there's alternative ways to have for example if you know there are some of you who may like um, your pastry or your pakoras or your samosas then you can get some versions where you can just bake it if you know you are trying to actually become a lot healthier which I encourage but if you still like the traditional way where it uh, has to be fried then perhaps don't deep fry it shallow fry it if you have to and even then don't consume a lot of it and don't have it on a daily basis so moderation is key and if you stick to that then inshallah you won't go wrong again do not consume lots of meat so many people will um, consume more than enough protein you know um, so you've got to remember proteins are not you know they are mainly found in your meats but they're also found in eggs milks beans pulses you know um, even dairy so to reiterate eating too much meat the richest source of protein results in painful gout symptoms sometimes and in addition meat contains a considerable amount of fat and cholesterol so um, you want to eat this in moderation and um, certainly I have mentioned this in one of my previous topics um, as well not to consume too much meat um, although it is essential and it has um, many benefits um, we should be um, trying to consume a variety so include more fish in our diet um, some poultry and also more um, you know other alternative types of protein as well which is through a vegetarian based um, diet through proteins pulses um, beans and um, other sources as well to replace any empty calorie desserts with fresh or dried fruits um, there is a healthy traditional Egyptian dessert made simply by placing dried fruits so that's apricot prunes figs sultanas in just enough water to cover leave them to soak for 8 to 12 hours um, and then um, topped up with ground nuts and then it's served um, just to remind you make sure you drink lots of fluids again Fresh juices with no added sugar, herbal teas, milk, buttermilk, and this does not compensate for your body's requirements of pure water. However, drink as much as you can and, you know, at least uh, one and a half litres if you can from uh, opening your fast until you close it. So do not sleep um, straight after, you know, iftar. Try to be active and, you know, if you can take a walk or just sort of move around for a few minutes just to help your body digest the food um, but be aware that if you fast properly by but that means not overeating you probably will experience some natural um, symptoms of detoxification as the toxins are slowly withdrawn from your body and this would have happened in especially the first few days and these symptoms can be anything from fatigue to headache and even some bad breath. Um, I have to admit, I definitely had um, fatigue, especially for the first two, three days. It was quite bad, actually. But Alhamdulillah, as soon as three days were over, I was uh, much better, Alhamdulillah, and back to normal, by the grace of Allah. Um, these are totally safe, these symptoms, and they're natural, which, like um, it's mentioned that, you will soon overcome it so um, you would have done that by now so you're over that stage anyway um, as long as you're getting enough fluids that's the main thing you've got to remember and you're having you know um, good amounts of healthy um, foods during um, suhoor and also iftar always remember um, the hadith of the prophet peace be upon him where he says by him in whose hand is the life of Muhammad the odor of the breath of one who is fasting is more pleasant to Allah than the fragrance of musk and this has been recorded um, in Muslim so for suhoor the pre-dawn meal is a sunnah so um, also the Prophet peace be upon him said there's a blessing in eating suhoor so do not skip it at least drink a sip of water 
for Allah and his angels give their blessings to the people who eat their meal before the break of dawn and this has been recorded in Ahmad so we do have to wake up even to drink some water or a cup of milk and the best food for suhoor is a light meal of maybe bread and cheese low-fat ricotta cheese also known as labna in arabic it's a good choice or buttermilk and you could also eat some salad fresh veggies dried fruits or bananas and muesli or some oats um, or you know yogurt as well the basic rule applies do not overdo it and remember the purpose of fasting in this holy month is to empty the stomach and lighten the body to free the soul so i also wanted to talk a bit about um exercising physical activity um so just remember exercise is essential for building a healthy body and spirit Physical activity generally enhances the performance of the heart, circulatory and respiratory systems. It increases strength, suppleness and endurance. It also um, stimulates the flow of the lymphatic system, helping the elimination of body waste, boosting natural immunity and regenerating body cells and tissues. And also, exercise enhances the production of natural endorphins which are hormone-like substances in the brain responsible for the feeling of satisfaction, well-being and relieving stress. And don't forget that um, Muslims have been urged to teach their children different sports. For example, teaching should teach children javelin throwing, swimming and horse riding. This helps them build a healthy body and also a healthy mind. And Ibn al-Qayyim in the medicine of the Prophet, peace be upon him, summarised the importance of exercise in a way that modern science is actually beginning to prove correct. He said that the body cannot get rid of all the remains of food and drink consumed and this unexcreted waste accumulates in the body, clogging different vessels. Physical activity, he thought, was the best way to prevent the accumulation of that morbid matter. Um, as moving heats the organs, this aids them to get rid of any unexcreted leftovers. And also by exercising regularly, the body would be able to optimize its food intake and joints, sorry, and the joints and muscles and ligaments would become stronger and firmer. And also according to Ibn al-Qayyim, a moderate physical activity, which is also known as aerobic exercise, improved immunity, nourished organs and lifted the mood. He further stressed the importance of choosing the right type of exercise which should be performed under um, proper conditions as well. Exercise can be classified again as three types of um, exercise such as aerobic, muscle building and strength exercising and also um, stretching exercise. So aerobic exercises are gentle exercises that you can perform at home, at your own pace and also without the need to gasp for breath and they are essential for everyone at any age. Prophet peace be upon him used to take his wife Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, for walks and they even sometimes raced on foot and she won the race. And also walking after dinner is useful or instead um, by p performing um, the prayers um, to let the food settle in the stomach which improves digestion. Aerobic exercises include walking, um, hiking, jogging, swimming, um, bicycling, um, some form of martial arts, friendly football, basketball games, gymnastics and um, similar activities. Just generally even doing any small exercises at home, just movements. These exercises improve blood flow to the brain, which in turn improves memory, a general cognitive functions, especially um, important for the elderly. And they also help to improve lung capacity, heart rate, blood circulation, if performed regularly. And they also help to tone muscles and lower the blood pressure. When Prophet Ayub was suffering from illness, Allah commanded him to walk or stamp with his feet to treat the disease with cool water and 
This is in um, Surah Saad, verse 42. Bismillah rahman rahim Strike the ground with your foot. This is a spring of water to wash in, cool and a refreshing drink. Aerobic exercises raise your um, basal metabolic rate, BMR, which contributes an important benefit for dieters. So during dieting, the body tends to reduce the BMR as a natural defense mechanism to preserve energy because it treats the sudden reduction in calorie intake as a case of starvation. So these types of exercises are also thought to be the best way to burn body fat um, and adjust body composition to result in higher muscle to fat ratio. So the sources of energy to fuel any activity are body carbohydrates, fats or proteins, which are only used when carbohydrates and fats are not available. These fuels should be broken down to give um, the commonly known as ATP, the body's fuel supply. How efficiently ATP is produced depends on the availability of oxygen to the body. Carbohydrates can be used to supply energy either with or without oxygen, while fats can um, be used to supply the energy ATP in the presence of oxygen, where the triglycerides in fat stores are burnt for energy supply. So at rest, blood can deliver enough oxygen to the cells for aerobic metabolism. So most of the energy is produced from the breakdown of fats. And during exercise, the muscles need more oxygen. So if the exercises are not very intense, fats as well as carbohydrates can be used for fuel, which is why they are called aerobic exercises. Um, On the other hand, if exercises are strenuous and of high intensity and oxygen cannot be delivered fast enough to the cells, so they're forced to rely on anaerobic metabolism, meaning they burn only carbohydrates for fuel. And muscle building or strength exercises. These are strenuous exercises aimed at increasing the bulk um, and or the tone of muscles. Muscle building or weight bearing exercises firms up the body, improves stamina and pumps calcium into the bones which aids in maintaining their density and um, also strength. Ibn al-Qayyim observed in the medicine of the Prophet that the regular involvement of different organs in a suitable type of physical activity strengthens them. Strength exercises are also called anaerobic exercises as the heart, um, in this case, cannot pump oxygen fast enough to support the energy needs for these intense training sessions. So the body has to rely solely on the breakdown of carbohydrates. So under anaerobic conditions, the carbohydrates are still not fully broken down. So this yields um, lactic acid as the end product, which causes the cramps and fatigue, which uh, when accumulates in the muscle, this. So this is why after a high intensity muscle training, it's useful to have a mild cool down, like gentle walk, stretches, or easy movements to allow enough blood flow to the muscles. This will deliver oxygen to remove the built of acid um, and this then um, relieves the cramps. Anaerobic exercises include things like running, jumping, high intensity gymnastics, weightlifting or any activities involving high levels of effort sustained over a short period of time. Women are especially advised to perform some type of anaerobic or strength exercises at least once a week to help reduce the risk of osteoporosis and this is known as the brittle bone diseases in which the bones are depleted of calcium and also vitamin D and this then um, makes them fragile and also uh, women who um, are um, experiencing postmenopausal symptoms should definitely um, include the anaerobic exercises. And that, again, I remind you, is running, jumping, high-intensity um, type of training, weightlifting, or any activities that involve high levels of effort sustained over a short period of time. Stretching exercises, again, these are very important in developing flexibility, suppleness of the muscles and joints, 
Now, these are performed slowly and gently. You simply sink into and feel the right posture, then release your muscles or return gradually to the original position. This type of exercise is beneficial to your physical posture. In addition, it can be an aid in meditation techniques leading to more mental clarity and also emotional tranquility. So if you um, have a pet, then um, you probably know that animals also practice stretching. Humans are said to be the only mammals that forget to stretch upon waking up. So this actually has a negative effect on your posture and general muscular flexibility. Stretching is especially important for people who um, live a sedentary um, life. So for example, there's people who don't really walk around much, even their jobs are um, office-based and um, they're sitting down mostly. This permits the realignment of all body axes and the redressing of the vertebral column spine and contributes to toning the muscles and a more flexible pelvis. This is what happens when you do practice stretching. So stretching releases tension, adjusts the respiratory rhythm and brings about a total equilibrium of the body and mind. Stretching the muscles is like squeezing the blood out of them, then pumping it through again. This helps to cleanse the muscles from cellular waste and improve blood circulation. And the most important thing here is to relax, calm down, relieve tension and breathe normally. The more you practice stretching, the easier it will be and more flexibility to your muscles will um, also occur. But remember, you should never ever push yourself too hard. Only continue as long as you feel comfortable. So many people are uh, wondering during Ramadan, um, when should they um, exercise? So many people also think it's going to be tiring and who's you know going to have time for working out it's already hard as it is but really the best time to exercise in Ramadan is right before sunset so you can push yourself a little um, you know knowing more that you're about to basically break your fast soon so there is that psychological aspect and this is by um, the nutritionist Anar um, Aladina who says it's always important to make time for exercise now, if a busy schedule doesn't allow it, then um, she also says working out about an hour after eating at the point. So, you, you know, they'd have digested some of the food and have a bit more energy. And Aladina says that the worst time to hit the gym is um, in the middle of the day because the fasting people will um, exhaust themselves and be unable to refuel. However, if that's the only time they're free, then only exercise for 20 to 30 minutes doing low intensity workouts. Now, if Muslims decide to work out directly before or after eating, they can push themselves and work out a little longer. Um, Ali Dina recommends starting off slowly during the first few days of Ramadan and by only exercising for half an hour. So if um, you start off slowly during the first few days, you would have done that, then you increase that slight tolerance as well. So when you've tested the endurance and you're more accustomed to fasting right now, then it's okay to um, work out up to an hour and that's before you break your fast. And the types of exercises that um, you kind of should do is not to uh, push yourself beyond your limits at the moment you should treat this as a time to maintain so this means continue the exercise routines but as long as they're not too physically grueling i would stick to sort of gentle type exercise like aerobic um, and, and again not to do it for more than 20 to 30 minutes and the people who are fasting should stick to strength training and non-rigorous cardio. Um, if they want to do high um, intensity cardio, it should be done after the fast is broken. And also, um, if people are not accustomed to working out, it's better to engage in lighter physical activity like walks and stretches.
um, what should Muslims eat uh, to have energy during, you know, for exercising. So eating right is extremely important in Ramadan, as I've said. Um, it helps to ensure the body will have proper fuel throughout the day. Um, Aladina also says smoothies are a great way with a lot of nutrients, um, so things like fruit, vegetables, hemp seeds, um, chia seeds, peanut butter. Protein is key and that's what is going to um, fill you. And easy protein options are meat, eggs, beans and lentils. And how to stay hydrated. Um, also, uh, having coconut water as a post-workout drink is quite important. Soups are really good to get more liquid and vegetables and meat and greens. And also make sure you break your fast with a couple of dates uh, if you are training and then two glasses of water and then um, it's, it's really, really important. Food that is high in water content is a practical way to consume more water as well. So um, watermelon and salads. In Ramadan, um, for many Muslims, it's also a time for indulgence. So please um, ensure that you eat really well. And, you know, you don't want to negate your workout by eating um, unhealthy. So just avoid that. Have healthier options and avoid the fried fatty foods. Um, so we are coming right towards the end of the program. But just a remember and a reminder to, inshallah, eat well, sleep well, and make sure that um, you also include some gentle physical activity as well. Um, and... I will say that that you also keep me in your du'as and I will also make a du'a for you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your fasting and all of your um, good deeds that you are intending to do during this um, holy month of Ramadan. Until next week, please take care and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream? at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.